400 rushing yards and change, and Michigan enters a bye week to prepare for the Michigan State Spartans, who also have a bye week. Both in-state rivals have a bye week, and they will play each other October 29th for a chance for Michigan to bring back Paul Bunyan's trophy to Ann Arbor, for Michigan State a chance to keep it in East Lansing for the third meeting in a row. Michigan football entering this bye week. There's no preview or prediction video I can make, obviously. But what I can do is talk about the team in a general sense. The direction this team is heading. What this team has done so far this year. That's what I can talk about. Before I want to get more in topic here, I want all of you watching to comment your thoughts on Michigan down below. And with your thoughts on what you think this Michigan football team is, give me where you would rank them nationally, their end-of-season record prediction, including if they win or lose their bowl game, if they win or lose the college football playoff, and they're finishing the Big Ten. Comment those things down below for me. I'm very curious to see where all of you have Michigan and what you think of Michigan. What I think of this Michigan team, and I am a Michigan fan, so, you know, the excitement surrounding my program has given me some life into football. It's gotten me excited. So I keep it in mind that I am a Michigan fan talking about my own team. Even from an objective point of view, this team looks elite, especially in the trenches. This team is fantastic, and I, as a Michigan fan, love it, and many others around the country don't like it at all, and understandably so, um, because it's not their team. But Michigan football here, what they have done learning from last year, like not in the past, Michigan teams have done where they look at their history, they look at their past achievements, and it gives them air. It gives them arrogance. That's not what this team has done. This team, with humility, from my standpoint of it, has taken the lessons learned from losing to Georgia in the Orange Bowl and has applied them here. Michigan and Ohio State both are peaking. They are both adapting. They are both extremely efficient. They both have improved their weaknesses and also sharpened their strengths. And this is why I think both of them are the top two teams in the nation and by far the top two teams in the Big Ten. Michigan, Ohio State are at the peak of Mount Everest. Ohio State is a few feet to a few hundred feet higher than Michigan is, but Michigan and Ohio State are still basically at the peak of Mount Everest. The next closest team is Penn State, who's probably like halfway down Mount Everest or two-thirds of the way down, and then everyone else is below them too. Michigan and Ohio State have separated themselves from the pack. I already made a, a video about why Ohio State is the number one team in the nation. Uh, the, results in the, the results during Ohio State's bye week or during week seven— they only, they only solidified that fact. Alabama lost to Tennessee in a shootout. And even though Tennessee isn't fully healthy, Tennessee doesn't have the full-on talent or the full-on, they don't even have the defense when healthy to stop Ohio State from beating Tennessee at their own game. Because Ohio State and Tennessee, you know, they love score fast, 
do all these things, but Ohio State would beat that team. Georgia beat Vanderbilt. Who cares? It's it's pretty similar to it's pretty darn similar to Michigan, you know, beating Colorado State or, you know, beating Hawaii. And I get that Vanderbilt crushed Hawaii, but you know, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. And it took Georgia the full four quarters to hang fifty five. They didn't hang that fifty five and a half. Michigan beat Penn State by twenty four. And it really should have been like a forty nine to zero type of game for Michigan. Penn State got 14 of their points off of basically two plays. And Penn State was a top 10 team in the rankings, and Michigan just destroyed them. Michigan in that game, they faced a Manny Diaz defense, so a defense that is a paper tiger. And I'm saying these things to keep things in perspective, because I'm not going to tell you that Michigan is 2019 LSU. The closest team to that this year is Ohio State. Let's not make that mistaken. But Michigan, I think, is the second-best team in the nation. There's an argument for them to be first, just like there is for Georgia, Tennessee, and Ohio State. Those are my top four, and I think all of them have an argument to be anywhere from number one to number four. Any of them. You could put them in any order, and there's some logic behind it, in my opinion. Michigan, in the trenches, has improved at pass block, slightly. In run block especially in the interior, they have made massive strides. This offensive line is better than last year's offensive line. The wide receivers? Are you kidding me? Burning Iowa corners at one point. JJ sadly hasn't connected on the deep ball yet, but quarterback's improved. Wide receiver has improved. Tight end isn't fully healthy, and Luke Schoonmaker is balling. The entire offense is better than last year's unit. They're scoring an average of nearly 43 points per game which is 7th in the nation in scoring offense. Their defense is 5th in the nation by points per game, only allowing about 12. So this team's legit. This is a legit Michigan squad. And even before the Penn State game, I thought this, but the way Michigan beat Penn State, I predicted 38-20. I thought that Penn State was going to be much more consistent. I didn't think Michigan would run for 400 yards. I mean, Michigan just... They tore Penn State apart. Michigan kicked more field goals than I anticipated, and they still they still scored more points than I thought they would and held Penn State to less points than I thought they would. Michigan lost the turnover margin against Penn State and still beat them by 24. So Michigan, impressive win. I've talked about it in, I think, a live, this video, and the reaction video, of course, that was a that was a statement win. And Michigan in all their previous games, they've started off slow, similar to the Penn State game, but they finish in dominating fashion. They're efficient, they're strong, they're mentally tough, physically tough along with strength. They have speed, but they can also slow it down because some teams some teams can't slow it down. Like Tennessee what they for the first time against Alabama, they were able to take it a little slower you need to be able to pl- you need to be able to you know be adaptive and be balanced that's something that ohio state struggled with last year it's something that they're doing much better a much better job at michigan this year is really balanced they're better at run than pass but their pass game's improved and their run their run game is just phenomenal 400 and change is an insane statistic on the ground Michigan is number four in team efficiency. 
and they're number five in game control, according to ESPN. Another interesting statistic from ESPN is average in-game win probability, in which Michigan is second in the country. From what I understand, a team's in-game or an average in-game win probability rank is the per- is basically saying that given Michigan's schedule or given a team's schedule, like, and given, I don't know, just given a schedule, what's the probability that another team would do better than that team? Michigan is second in that category. Ohio State's one. So maybe I'm mistaken here, but I look at that and I've covered average in-game win probability rank before I've mentioned it. What that's telling me, just from me reading it, is that only Ohio State would have performed better than Michigan given Michigan's schedule, or given a schedule, an equal schedule to Michigan's. Only Ohio State would have done better. So Michigan's second there, they're fifth in game control, they're fourth in team efficiency, and and fourth in football power. They're They're a consensus top four team, essentially and close to unanimous top four team. And in the coaches poll, they're number three. AP poll, they're number four. People have them ranked as high as number two. There's a lot of people who voted them for number three. They even have a first place vote in the coaches poll. So there's an argument for Michigan to be anywhere in the top four. Same with Tennessee. Same with Georgia. Same with Ohio State. At this current moment, if the season ended, Michigan would be in the playoff. Michigan has the fifth most efficient offense as well in college football, and I take offense more seriously than I do defense. People say, well, defense wins championships. And at the end of the day, I mean, Georgia, Georgia was a defensive team last year and they won it, but Georgia had an all-time great defense, like all-time NFL talent level defense. And all it took was Jamison Williams, John Mechie, and Bryce Young without a great offensive line, to beat them by double digits. Like, offense just matters more in the modern era of college football. It's why Stetson Bennett's 10th in passing nationally. You don't think Georgia saw that they need to change up some things and be better on offense? Well, they did. I mean, offense is the name of the game, and Michigan having the fifth most efficient offense in college football and fifth in the nation in points per play, it's it's some pretty serious stuff. And then hearkening back to Michigan, they score an average of 42.7 points per game, which is 7th in the nation out of 131 college football teams. Michigan has an offense. They have a ground attack. They have a quarterback who has a presence on the ground and also a presence through the air. J.J. McCarthy still, I think, leads the nation, if I'm not wrong, in in completion percentage. He completes 77.1% of his passes, averages 9 yards per pass. He's thrown for 9 touchdowns, 2 picks, and is a 170.6 passer rating, which for Michigan quarterbacks especially, all of those stats are very impressive. And the Wolverines have the third best strength of record. Third best strength of record, the only teams with a higher strength of record are Tennessee and Clemson, according to ESPN. Michigan's third. Georgia's fifth, no, Georgia's fourth, Alabama's fifth, TCU's sixth, Ohio State's seventh, UCLA's eighth, Ole Miss's ninth, 
Syracuse is 10th, and Penn State, even with a terrible loss to Michigan, is 11th. So Michigan leading in strength, leading the Big Ten in strength of record, and they have the 73rd strength of schedule, which is not good, and that number is not going to get better until they play Ohio State. And it's vice versa for Ohio State, because Ohio State's strength of schedule is 82nd. Remaining strength of schedule, Michigan 17th, Ohio State is 21st. So the more you know, the more games these teams play, those numbers are going to grow, but they're not going to grow too much until Michigan and Ohio State face off against each other November 26th, which is increasingly, to me, looking like what is going to be by far the game of the year. Maybe the game of some years, or maybe the game of the decade, maybe even the game of the century is what this Michigan-Ohio State matchup could be. Could be very much like the 2006 matchup if enough chaos happens. Like if Tennessee loses to Kentucky, let's say, and then Tennessee beats Georgia. It's two undefeated teams knocked out. And the SEC undefe- only SEC undefeated teams will be ranked ahead of Big Ten undefeated teams. And that would probably leave, even if Clemson was undefeated or even if UCLA and TCU were still undefeated, that would probably leave Michigan and Ohio State as number one and number two if they were both 11-0 and entering their annual matchup of the game and if all SEC teams had a loss. Except for maybe Ole Miss. I could see a scenario of undefeated Ole Miss being ranked behind undefeated Michigan and Ohio State because Ole Miss just started out being ranked much lower and them beating a Bama team that already has a loss will mean a lot less than Tennessee being beating an undefeated Alabama team. But going back to Michigan for a few more seconds to a minute before I close out this video, this team is great. They're elite. Their toughest challenge before their matchup with Ohio State will be hosting Illinois. Michigan State is a rivalry game, so there'll be, there'll be some toughness and lessons learned from there. Illinois, with an a defense that's top 10 in basically every category from my understanding and top four in efficiency. And they have running back Chase Brown. Tommy DeVito has proven himself to be an above average QB. That'll be a test in and of itself before the Ohio State game. So this Michigan team, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, what I mean, what they have done themselves is crazy. Michigan already has 1,692 rushing yards. They average 5.8 yards per carry. They already have 24 rushing touchdowns. This is fantastic. Not just as a Michigan fan, but from an objective point of view, it's impressive what Michigan's running back room and offensive line have been able to do. Last year was Partially a different story. Once their offensive line met up against an elite D-line like Georgia's, they crumbled. This year's Ohio State D-line isn't like Georgia's, but they're third in the nation, I think Zach Smith was saying on his his one of his lives, that Ohio State's third in the nation in run stop from their defensive line, and they have a really good linebacker core. So we're going to find out if this Michigan O-line is number one in the nation when they take on the Buckeyes November 26th. And what this Michigan O-line has done to Penn State, to Maryland, to Indiana, and what they're probably going to do to every other Big Ten defense is they're going to run the football, they're going to move the football, they're going to you know attack 
up and down the field and side to side, laterally, laterally and horizontally, and have success with both. Their tight ends are going to get some action. J.J. McCarthy is going to be well protected. One huge thing for Michigan that'll help them improve and give them a chance to win it all is J.J. McCarthy touching on his downfield throws and also knowing when to get rid of the ball or take off and run with it when he has all the time in the world and no one's open. But Michigan's defense too, which I didn't talk about a lot, their defense is legit. They're getting sacks. Mike Morris, Ayabioki, Taylor Upshaw, really good pass rush. And then Mozzie Smith is just a freak on defense. And Mike Sandra still in that secondary, they can defend passes and they can cover guys all day. And that right there is all I have to say about Michigan football during the bye week. If you like this video, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts down below. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the channel. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.